Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Hey, Greg. Hey, Craig. Let's talk about how to conduct yourself first three or four weeks, because the guy has to initiate the date. He calls her up. He asks her out. When he calls her up, he doesn't talk on the phone for 20 minutes. He calls her up, says what he has to say, like, hey, you know, you want to go out? She'll say, yeah. And then you pretty much just say, well, cool. I got to go now. You know, like the newspaper, what, where, when, and why, right? Yes. And quickly. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be crazy quick, but you got to be somewhat quick because you're urgent because you're on a purpose. You've got a purpose to go do. You know, you've got a, you've got goals set, you know, and your goal is it to talk to that woman all night because you're going to have a date with her. If you talk to somebody too much, too much texting, too much on the phone, it takes away from the enjoyment of the excitement about going out with that person on a date, right? That's right. And leave it for the date. That's a big deal. Though. Call her up, ask her out. And you do that for the first few weeks. And then after that, after you notice her, when she starts to call back, Greg, if she gets a hold of you, that's the key. What, 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 what happens then? Well, I know that she's definitely interested. Yep. She's reaching out. Yes. And that's the part I like. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. That's why, the part I like. It is. Yes, it's the yeah. part It's the part where the guy can feel like, wow, that's cool. She, she got a hold of me. Yes. You know, because he had been doing it. But at that point, when she reaches out, then you sit back in your chair a little bit, guys. And then you let her start to reach out. Okay? Because uh, the female has that built-in thing of wanting to chase. All right, guys, you did your job. You called her up, you asked her out, you set up three, four dates, and then the momentum was going enough where she reached out to you. When she reaches out to you, she's pushing at you. You sit back in your chair and you relax. You let her to, you let her reach out to you. Yep. And you guys, if you got to do it, it's always a good rule to, um, on the phone, talk for a little bit, be the first one to hang up, say, hey, man, I got to go. Deep down, you know, you got to go work on your purpose. You got to go work on your jump shot or you got to go do whatever, <laughs> you know. Work on my singing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And you play tennis with that date. It's like playing tennis is like in dating. You hit the ball to them. That means you call them. You reach out to them. You don't reach out to them again until they hit the ball back to you. Right, Greg? That is correct. Yeah, you do too much pursuing. They walk away. It's huge, really. Very huge. Something so simple has such a major impact. Yeah, because what it does, it controls. If you just play the game, you don't have to think of, oh, man, am I getting hold of her too much? Oh, how's... I don't know, man. I feel a little uncomfortable. No, 
You just, all you need to know is, are you hitting the ball to her? And if she's hitting it back to you, then you can hit it back to her. By hitting it to her means you call her or you text her, whatever. If you text her too much or call her too much, that's called being too much in your feminine. Absolutely. The guy doesn't do that. No. no. Right, right. And then she has three or four balls or more to return back to you. Right. And that's where the overwhelming comes in. Oh, she'll be like, oh, geez, what's up with this dude? Yeah, like you said, tennis, the analogy. Think about that. Yep. Here's, you know, somebody hits three or four different tennis balls at you in a row before you can even return the one, the the first one they hit. Yeah. You're going to be overwhelmed on a tennis court. Same thing here, folks. That's what Craig's getting at. Same thing. Yep. You'll look like an uncoordinated, you'll have her look like an uncoordinated tennis player trying to hit at three balls <laughs> and she'll be like oh man this too this is not what i like is what they're thinking absolutely less yeah. is better less is better yes it is indifference makes a difference that's right and- you know uh, for a man you're in your biggest biggest strength when she knows that you have the ability to walk away at any time you don't um you know, they talk about the bad boy once in a while. Yes. Basically, what they're saying is, what a bad boy is, he's not a bad boy. He's just somebody who can act indifferent. He is fine if he goes out with you, but he's fine if he doesn't go out with you. Yes. So let's not, uh, let's let's keep it cool. You yeah. Keep it cool. Keep that attitude cool. Just by playing tennis, I think that keeps it cool because that keeps the numbers down. Yes, it does. Gives it a chance, fair chance. Gives it the best chance. Yeah. You know what? I was not that way because I didn't know the rules. These, these, if you think about them though, they make sense, don't they? They make a lot of sense. And they're not even rules. What they are is they let the female be what she was made to be. And men, This is what we're made to be. We're made to be a strong person inside who has control of our emotions. And we're we're focused on our purpose. We're focused on goals. We're not focused on her. She is a byproduct. If we take care of business with our purpose and our goals and becoming a better man who can add great things to the world then we will be blessed. <laughs> we, we will be blessed with a gal who we are truly interested in getting to know and tr- truly excited about getting to know. But if we go about it the other way, we're going to be left going, oh man, this is tricky. Yes, and not only that though too, you don't want to hear her say, Oh, I'm so nice to hang out with you. I just think of you like a brother. Oh. And deep down, sitting on, oh. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be thrown into the brother zone. No, the brother zone is worse than the friend zone. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I it? think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're not going to date your brother or or your sister. I mean, right, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. not going to happen. But, um, <laughs> well, you know, we wanted to get that in there. That was, that was big. Now we're going to move on to something here and, um, we're going to move on to what I like to term as sexual polarity, 
Right, Greg? Yes. You want me to introduce this one? You go ahead and introduce okay, this one. Okay, I'm going to yes. introduce this one because I'm excited about it. And I have a little bit of passion about this area because if you're, okay, let's say you're dating somebody, right? Okay. If that's going to be successful, it's going to be successful because you and the gal have a nice, established sexual polarity going on between you. Okay? What defines sexual polarity? Well, what defines it is when the guy is in his masculine and the gal is in her feminine. And that way you mesh together. Then men are in their masculine. But let me tell you, there's also a mixture of feminine at the same time. You know, we have that. Same with women. Same with the gals. They have their feminine. It's, it's dominant. And they have traits of a masculine, too. That's just how it works. And we want to explain some of these. And I'm going to have Greg. This will be kind of an interesting part. It's, it just totally tells you what it is for a man to be, further explains to be in his masculine. And um, the strengths and weaknesses of it. And the characteristics of it that you want to attain. And the characteristics that you want to weed out. If you have those in you, you want to get rid of them, right? Absolutely. Read some of those, Greg. Okay. Okay. Want to be authoritative? Okay, now this is your, so now this is a masculine strength, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Masculine strength. These are masculine strengths. Another one, debonair. Debonair, I like that. Yeah, in debonair, you know, when we both, Looked it up, the definition. I'm glad we did because it, you know, you hear the terminology, oh, suave and debonair. Suave. But, yeah. But debonair is like, fits that category, self-assured, well-groomed, well-presented. Yep. Yeah, well-presented. And I think you can be well-presented without saying a single word. You can be sitting oh. in a room and be still be well-presented. The body language, the kickback part, you know. Another one that that fits, I would say, both of us just from knowing you the last several years, protective. We're both protective of family and friends, those people that are close to us. Yes, yes. And that's a that's a good um, that's a strength. That that's would a good be a masculine. masculine strength. Yes, it is. It's a trait. Good, excellent trait. Uh, another one is goal oriented. Mm, to be mm-hmm. goal oriented, and I do have some yep. goals, but I definitely need to to. Uh, implement more goals into my life now if you take a goal and you write it down you know because we all we think we all we can live off of goals but if you take a sheet of paper and a pen and write down that act of writing it down on that sheet of paper gives it a much more chance of happening doesn't it it does now listen to this this is a blow your mind i read this here about two years ago it said a goal that is not written down on a piece of paper is nothing but a wish Right. Isn't that something? That's powerful. Yeah, and of course, that was a slap in the face to me because I have many goals. Right. But they haven't been written down. So guess what? They're just wishes, Craig. They're in the... Yep. They're, yeah, they're just wishes. They're yeah. Top, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to make it real, it has to be on that paper, doesn't it? Yes. And then also, too, we were discussing that before the show tonight. Like yourself, Josh, and I, it can be totally unrelated goals that if we were just to share one goal that we're going to try to accomplish for the next week, 
hold each other accountable or just simply ask, hey, remember you're talking, you wanted to do this X amount of times during this, you know, yeah. did you, did you do this yet or not? You said that's what you wanted to do. Have, so, a, have an accountability. Partner, yeah. Is yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. Cause it's like individuals, myself included, we need to be held accountable. If I'm held accountable, there's probably a better chance I'm going to accomplish the goal. Yep. Okay. And some goals may take longer. They may take more effort than others. The time frame to accomplish the goal might be longer with certain mm-hmm. goals that I have. Uh, the key for me is consistency, effort, action, consistent. Yep. And yeah. having good, solid friends. Exactly. A lot, your friendships with people, that determines a lot of where you're going. It does. I believe so. I agree I mean, with you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What are some more of those strengths on there? Uh, self-assured. Okay. Self-assured is another one. Being self-assured. And that fits in the course, confident, self-assured, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that it says physical, being physical. I bet physically, I would have to say physically fit is Ripped. a good, yeah. A little jacked good, up. little jacked up. Yeah. So <laughs> the last few months, just in shape. In the last few months, you know, I've been working on getting a little more jacked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I feel good. I do this to feel good about myself. And it does. Usually this little bit of confidence versus times I'm not working out. During oh, times I'm working out, I feel better about myself. Oh, man. I yeah. do. It's just Workouts are just... They are. They take you to a whole new stratosphere, don't they? Yeah, therapeutic. They're just therapeutic. Great for the mind, the endorphins, serotonin, all that. The body's what the body's naturally meant to do does. And that's, of course, more attractive. Yep. To ladies. Ladies appreciate a guy that's in shape. But that is so true that it, a good workout is great for the body and this and that. But, you know, what it actually does for the mind is just. Oh, it's so healthy. Yeah. And you get off that thing and your endorphins, your your um, dopamines are all flying around your head crazy moving. Yeah. Then you can relax yeah. at night, too. Yeah. 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 A good workout is awesome. Oh, yes. Stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. Okay, let's go to the uh, weaknesses, ones that we could have, which I've had a bunch of these in the past. Same here. Well, let's put it this way. this the, You know, we both have struggled with our addictions. That's, Absolutely. That's, you know, we talk about that. And I know that um, these next words that you're going to read about, they were hanging out in me definitely during my addictions, addictive years. Yeah. So what do you got there? Egotistical, for one. Ooh. Yeah, egotistical. I I can, I have to be careful because sometimes I can be egotistical still to this day. Not as often mm-hmm. as I used to be, especially when I was active in my practicing addiction. It was the fact that I like to to do a lot of cocaine and, and drink a lot just for the sake of getting buzzed and is egotistical. It's major ego self-centeredness in the first degree, you know, right, it really right. is. And then of course I would have aggressive behavior, aggressive verbal behavior. So I need to clarify that a ag- very aggressive verbal behavior. You when know. you say self-centered, you mean like that addiction took precedence over, Things that when you quit doing it, those things started coming to the forefront, but those were things that you 
you pushed your addiction ahead of those things before, like a relationship or like maybe the way you treated people or whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's pretty easy to walk on people on the way through, you know, wanting something, you know, needing something like drugs or alcohol. Oh, and the lie. The lies, lies. That come along with that. Uh, real quick, I still think about this. When I've been told by a few of my close friends I've that I'm, they go, you're very giving, very generous. And and that, a lot of it stems back. This is just one situation. My neighbor, when I lived out west, his son, he was laid off work. Hadn't got a first unemployment check. Son's birthday, probably eight, nine, ten years old. I think I might have mentioned this in one of our previous podcasts. He asked me, like, in the middle of the week, could I loan him some money so he could buy him a birthday cake and ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I said, sure. Well, anyway, come Friday, I get my paycheck and I'm looking at it and I go, okay, by the time I take out my share for rent, if I get him his birthday cake and ice cream, it's going to cut into my cocaine. Right. You know, my partying, you know, and I'm like, so I lied to him. I told him, I said, I have to be the bearer of bad news, but I, my check was super small. I don't have enough money. Don't have enough money. I said, I'm so sorry. I feel so, I've said it so convincingly. I feel so bad, so bad, but but I'll see if I can borrow something from somebody else. I don't know if I'll be able to. He goes, that's okay. And I felt so bad because his son was without a birthday cake and ice cream. Mm -hmm. And that's an addiction. That's, that's sad. I mean, I look back at this day and I'm like, man, that was sad for me to even, I could have um, drank less alcohol, not Mm -hmm. done any cocaine, you know? So it's like, yeah, yeah, egotistical, self-centeredness, all that stuff. You know, just all about me. Yeah, all about. It wouldn't have hurt me one bit to help get that kid a cake. You know, right? It's but you know, it's yeah. it's it's rough, man. That stuff, it rules. It does rule. It uh, it overtakes. It hijacks everything. It wants to sit in the driver's seat, and it does sit in the driver's seat. Yes, it seat. does. Yeah, we're sitting where where we're sitting. You know, when we're the active, <laughs> we're back in the porta potty hanging out right. or whatever <laughs> i mean it's driving our it's driving the bus yes it is yes it is we think we're driving it that's the big lie yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh that's something god thank god we don't live that lifestyle anymore oh that's very true yeah oh well, another oh sorry about that i got off of that no, that's cool yeah little bit of a tangent there but that needed to be explained a compulsive being compulsive is another negative yeah it's a negative trait just like reacting, putting foot in mouth here. People say putting your foot in your mouth. And a Sunday school teacher of mine told me this as a child. She goes, Greg, taste your words before you speak them. Mm-hmm. And that made so much sense. Cause I was just blurting out things and acting up in Sunday school class. And she goes, Greg. And, and she was really nice. She looked at me and goes, could you please speak your word, taste your words? Could you please mm-hmm. taste your words before you speak them? And boy, she said it quietly, but that really sunk in versus if she would have yelled at me or raised her voice, put mm-hmm. her hand on my shoulder. Could you please taste your words for you speak them? Ooh, taste them. I like that. I do too. Bragging. Bragging's, yeah. That's... Bragging. Oh, and I've done this before, and I've actually done this one time in the last several months. Um, You know, like talking about why a girl should date me, you know, mm-hmm. sitting around, a, sitting around a, a group of people and, they go, what are your attributes? And I'm like, oh, I'm this, this, that, I'm this, I'm that, I do this, I'm kind, I'm considerate, I'm caring. Well, guess what? Those traits are great traits that every woman wants. 
but to to go on and on yeah. and, and putting yourself on a pedestal that's exactly what it sounded like i was doing i know yeah. one girl came up to me later and said man greg i know you weren't intended to do that but that one girl you liked at the time and she would have heard that she'd have been turned off majorly yeah. turned off just let wow, you know that she did you a favor yeah she did yeah she's she telling was. you you came off bad yeah i did i came off bad even though i thought i was trying to come across like selling right. myself we oversell ourselves yeah 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 exactly i mean just the way we walk around the planet carrying ourselves we don't have to sell it we just have to be it yes oh i know be it be believe it be it and then those types of people those types of situations will come to us um you know so basically you know, we got the ones that we should be and the ones that we should avoid being. And that is aggressive, egotistical, act without thinking, overly logic. <laughs> yeah, one could be speaking truth mm. that they're not really getting to the point. Right. Yeah. My old um, mentor, right. I'll call him my mentor for my support group one time. I'm talking to him about an issue. Yeah. Greg, get to the point. Yeah, they're taking one, yeah. Way too far. Get to the point. Yeah. yeah. That is, yeah, exactly. You could take one sentence and then somebody will take five minutes and do that. Yes. And that, uh, yeah, the people, the, the audience sitting there listening to them, they're going, wow, this is really boring. Well, it might be the girl. She might say, where are we going to eat yep. at tonight? And then you tell her, why are we eating here tonight? Yep. Because the food is great. Yeah. Whereas over logically... Well, the food is great. They take the bread and they bake that. It's really delicious. They whip their own butter. It just keep going he on and on. He might go into the history of the restaurant. Oh, I know, right? You yeah, know, and he yes. might just go on and, and on. And I've been and guilty on. of that a few times before, just taking it way. Yeah, yeah, we all have. Yeah. Well, we get nervous. You know, sometimes you don't. We don't like dead air either. It's like we think <laughs> we got to fill the air with words. Yes. You know. I hear you. We also have feminine traits. And it's good to know those. And these are feminine traits that men possess as well, you know, as the other good ones. And those are virtues are tactful. We're okay with the unknown. Men can be sensitive, humble, thoughtful, compassionate. Um, some more feminine traits that a man can have are social, sympathetic, graceful. Outgoing, attentive, caring, empathetic. You can show empathy. And they're careful and they're verbally skilled. Those traits, when you've got those guys, those come from the feminine side. But the masculine traits override those traits. You see what I mean? Yes. So we can have those traits, but the masculine traits override them. So that puts us and keeps us in our masculine. And for the gal, well... She will have more feminine traits than she will have masculine traits. And when those two things are working, when I'm in my masculine, my girlfriend, she's in her feminine, boom, we're connected. Absolutely. But there's going to be times when that's not going to work, but you don't, you don't want that to always be. So guys, if you're waking up, if you got done with a date or if you're dating somebody, you're going, man, it feels off. Something isn't right. Something is not right. Guess what it probably is? Good chance uh, you might be in your feminine guy. You might have to realign yourself or she might be in her masculine. You know, it's just a matter. It's a little bit of a dance. 
But when the dance is right, when you can really dance the waltz with her, it's because you're in your masculine men and she's in her feminine. You know, that's how it works. Very well And that put. is called sexual polarity. Very so, well put. Yes. Right? Good. Well, we're going to end this really quick. With we're gonna we did this last show and we're gonna do it one we're gonna end the show with this really quick again it's gonna be the five love languages I'll read them Greg okay the five love languages the first one is words of affirmation you know you're saying supportive things to your partner the second one could be active service doing helpful things for your partner receiving gifts. And that is uh, giving your partner gifts that tell them you were thinking about them. The fourth one is quality time. Spending meaningful time with your partner. It's just being real. That meaningful time, that's being real with her. And the last one is physical touch. Yeah, that's uh, basically being close to and caressed by your partner. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> caressed. I love it. That's, I do, that's too. 1970 that's... all the way. Uh, yeah. But um, those... The love languages are huge. That really, it's a way of communicating to her. And we're going to end this show. And we had a great time. Always. As always. And, um, listener, we appreciate you checking in on us. And, uh, take care. See you, Greg. Hey, see you, Greg. Have a good night. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.